one fine day when the rain fell down, Lord Serpent gathered his ghouls around. He taught them some English and taught them to sing. And then, that must be the pizza pie. Delivery for Lord Serpent? That's me. That'll be $84.95. Oh my, your voice. It's so melodious. Melodious. Magnificent. Please, come join me in my ghouls inside. I've got other deliveries to make. Look, I'm a pretty well-known horror writer with his own podcast, honey. And I like your voice. Ew, can you just pay me? Tell you what. Why don't you read one of my stories out loud? And I'll not only pay you for the pizza pie, but I'll give you the biggest tip of your life. (sighs) You're not going to pay me unless I read this, are you? No, I'm not. Fine. What is it about? Wait, let me pull up my evil chair. It's a tale of love, adultery, revenge, and how every relationship is doomed to fail. For how can we truly know the mind of another without supernatural help? Oozy Jacuzzi Camp Rekindle was for couples. It was built upon the grounds of a former youth summer camp. Every autumn, copious numbers of adults would arrive attempting one last time to save their pitiful marriages. They hoped the magic of the bagwoods, the bewitching squirrels, and the stunning confetti-hued leaves would remind them why they loved each other. It rarely did. Greta Bewalder and her husband, Ricard, were one such couple. Greta knew Ricard was cheating on her. Three nights a week, he would get dressed up in his finest wardrobe, would gel his hair, and claim he was going out with the boys. But Greta knew the boys didn't care about hair gel. She could deal with the adultery. It was painful, of course. Upon discovery, it pierced her cardiovascular pump like a demon's arrow. But it had been going on for so long now, she had come to terms with it. Her marriage of seven years would end. She had cried vigorously and at length. There were no more tears left. It was the lying she couldn't stand. The proof was undeniable. But no matter how many times she confronted Ricard, he denied it. Even when he spritzed on his fancy cologne and disappeared for hours. Even when he returned home with messed up hair. So Greta brought Ricard to Camp Rekindle. Not to rekindle anything, but to reveal the truth. She knew Ricard's lies wouldn't hold up under the intense pressure of the camp's group exercises. The group exercises took place in a circle of plastic children's chairs beneath a canopy of oak trees. Smoke billowed from the fire pit, long extinguished. The first group exercise was called Truth or Truth. If someone was caught in a lie, they would face the game master's hazel switch. The group leader, Penelope, was a human lie detector. Greta hadn't caught Ricard in a lie. Yet. But now, they were beginning the magnitudinous queries. Penelope raised her hand as if taking an oath. I have never had an extramarital affair. Truth or truth? 
Everyone in the group stared nervously. Greta felt excitement bubbling up inside of her. This was it. Ricard's lies would finally be exposed. Seeing as how Greta had never had an affair, she held up her paddle that read, I have not. She looked around the circle. Most couples had their I have not paddles raised. A few brave souls had their I have paddles held shamefully in the air, like white flags of surrender. Penelope scanned the group. Her unearthly gaze settled on a muscular man with his I have not pedal raised. She pointed a knobby finger at him. He lies, she hissed. Penelope was already beating the man senseless before anyone saw her move, her switch rising and falling like the inexorable pistons of a locomotive. The man's screams eventually became whimpers. Greta watched it all impassively. Justice was being dispensed. She looked at Ricard. He had his I have not pedal held steadily erect. No anxiety played in the wrinkles of his forehead. Not a hint of worry. Excess hair gel heated by the sun dripped towards his right eye. He didn't wipe it away. He didn't even blink. Greta couldn't believe his gall. He was even lying here with a beating at stake. Who was this man she had married? Penelope directed her gaze towards Greta's suspicious husband, and Greta's soul thrummed with excitement. But the accusing finger did not extend. Impossible, Greta thought. She pointed at Ricard's pedal. You sure you have the right one, she asked? Ricard looked at her annoyed. This again? Greta furrowed her chocolate-hued brows. Well, you go out three nights a week. Ricard guffawed, and I've told you time and time again, I am not having an affair. Everyone was watching them now, but Greta's blood was bubbling and she didn't give two hoots. Let them watch. Let them see a marriage dissolve before them like sugar in sugar water. Then what are you doing those three nights, Ricard? Greta asked. What are you keeping secret from me? I can't tell you, Ricard replied. Greta couldn't take it anymore. She got up, slapped her paddle down on her chair, and strode away from the group circle, into the wild beyond of the camp. Greta was on her second cigarette. Smoking wasn't allowed here, but she couldn't help it. The nicotine electrified her tired, betrayed heart. She had been certain this would work. She thought Ricard would finally let his truths flood out of his mouth like an out-of-control bubbler. But instead, he was still lying. She had been walking around the grounds for half an hour, and now she was amongst the remnants of a children's summer camp. A playground sat, rusted and unused. An old seesaw creaked in the wind. She rounded the corner, past an old, decrepit restroom building, and came to a jacuzzi? It was round with a wood panel base like a station wagon. The inside was now so chipped and weathered, it looked like it was full of ash. There was no water in it, just leaves and dirt. Strange place for a jacuzzi, Greta thought. She had never known a summer camp to have a jacuzzi. And here... Amongst age playground equipment? She couldn't explain it, but the sight of the standalone tub sent chills from her ears to her ankles. 
that's the jacuzzi. Been here as long as I have, you see, a voice said from the shadows. Greta watched a man, tall and slender, with sunken eyes, unkept hair, and a cambric candle uniform walk out from behind the toilet shack. He had a cigarette in his mouth, too. What is it for? Greta asked. The man took a big puff on his cigarette. It's known to punish people, he said, for untruths. Greta's eyes lit up like a campfire. Untruths, you say? The man nodded. The jacuzzi can read people, you see. It knows their innermost thoughts and secrets. All they have to do is fill it with water and get inside. If they lie, it will punish them, you see? Greta liked where this was going. And what is the punishment? She inquired. The man shrugged. I don't mess with that kind of stuff. He put out his cigarette. Greta offered him another. He took it greedily. How do you know the jacuzzi detects lies? She asked. I've been the maintenance guy here for 35 years, he said. I've seen things, you see. But don't ask me no more about it. I don't mess with that kind of stuff. Greta pondered this new information. This could be her golden opportunity to finally get Ricard to confess. He had proven in their group exercise how cagey a deceiver he now was. He owed her the truth, and she would use this begrimed bow wooden tub to take it from him. As night fell, Greta found a hose and dragged it toward the jacuzzi. It slithered along the grassy ground like a truth snake ready to strike. Ricard had called her nearly 30 times, but the constant ringing was like a symphony to her, an angelic choir promising that tonight, at long last, the truth would be known. So she let it ring and danced to the reverberating bells playing melodically from her pocket. As Greta watched water spurt slowly from the holes like blood from an artery, She thought about how the man she once loved had proven himself to be such a liar. In one of their many fights recently, Ricard had shouted at Greta that she had an obsession with the truth. And maybe so. But Greta believed all homo sapiens owed each other honesty. Anything else was unconscionable. All she wanted was Ricard to admit it. He was cheating on her, and she was right. But since he wouldn't, She had to take this next step, the jacuzzi step, and, like the last step on a broken bridge, she had a feeling this step would send them both tumbling into the unknown. Stars flickered in the sky like warm jacuzzi bubbles as Greta led Ricard through the camp. She had found him, surprisingly alone in bed, and had lured him out here with the promise of a sexy surprise. A jacuzzi? Ricard asked when they arrived. Unimpressed. Isn't it great? Greta asked, trying to convey the excitement of a Christmas morn. You didn't tell me to bring my swimsuit, Ricard said. Greta went over to her husband and started unbuttoning his shirt. There's no one else around. We can go skinny dipping. Skinny dipping? Ricard asked, surprised. So it is a sexy surprise. He glanced down at the water. Are those leaves? When was the last time this was cleaned? It's safe, trust me, Greta said. She took off her clothes and climbed into the jacuzzi. Ricard watched skeptically. 
See, Greta said, splashing around like an excited trap. Ricard sighed, took off his clothes and got in. Greta sidled over to make room for him, then hit the button for spa mode. Water puffed out of the decades-old jets, brown and tepid. It's not bad, Ricard said, snickering a little. Kind of nice. I told you, Greta told him. Ricard splashed around, smiling. He let his arms and legs wave slowly as he floated on his back, like a kite stuck in a molasses sky. A calmness washed over him. He turned his face to Greta and smiled. An evil grin played on her pink lips. She wasn't sure how the jacuzzi worked, but she decided to go with her instincts. Are you cheating on me? She asked abruptly. Ricard stopped splashing and stared at her seriously. Greta! For the quadrillionth time, no! Greta waited for the jacuzzi to detect his lie, but nothing happened. She tried phrasing the question another way. Are you sneaking around behind my back? Ricard rolled his eyes. No, it's not like- Ouch! Greta snapped to attention. She floated closer to Ricard and saw that his right big toe was stuck in the jet. This was how it worked. The jacuzzi knew Ricard was a liar. Help me, Ricard begged. I can't extract my toe. He was tugging hard on his own ankle, but his hands were slipping, slimy as his ankle was from the jacuzzi water and matted leg hair. Greta just watched, waited. Greta, please, Ricard yelled, but Greta didn't move. The giddy satisfaction in her stomach weighed her down. Suddenly, a thick fog enveloped the camp and a mysterious voice echoed around them. Liar! It said, sounding almost like the wind. What was that? Ricard asked, his voice tinged with confusion and pain. What's happening? Liar! The hot tub said again, its voice ringing around them like an insidious bell. Ricard's toe was sucked deeper into the jet. He screamed as it cracked and popped off, floating around the jacuzzi like driftwood in a lake. Greta backed away against the wall, avoiding the severed appendage. The most crimson of liquids, that being blood, swirled in the water around them. Turn off the jets, Ricard yelled. Greta was shocked. This wasn't what she wanted. Not exactly. She simply wanted the truth. But this must be the punishment the maintenance man told her about and liars should be punished. Ricard's lies had been detected by this mysterious, all-knowing spa tub. He had no choice but to tell her the truth now. Greta hit the button to turn off the jets, but they just got stronger. I can't turn them off, Greta yelled. Ricard wailed desperately as the jacuzzi now sucked in the fingers of his left hand like a deadly kiss. Greta tried to swim away from the blood, but it was everywhere, all-encompassing. What the hell is going on? Ricard asked, searching for the drain plug. I just wanted to know the truth, Greta yelled. What are you talking about? Ricard yelled back. The fog thickened and the jacuzzi's voice spoke again. The truth about you, about how you've been spending three nights a week. Ricard tried pulling the drain plug but it wouldn't release. And now the jacuzzi got his right hand too. Even in the three feet deep water, he was struggling to stay afloat. 
He shouted through water seeping into his orifices. What is it talking about? Tell me the truth and maybe it'll stop, Greta shouted. Where have you been going all gelled up? I already told you, Ricard started, but the hot tub sucked him under like an electric eel. He came back up seconds later, gasping for air. A few more cracks and a quantity more blood, and he was now missing four fingers on each hand. Tell me the truth, Ricard, Greta screamed. The sight around her was horrific. The hot tub was eating her husband alive, but she craved the answer. Ricard winced in pain. I've been posing for a portrait, for you, for our eighth anniversary. Greta couldn't believe what she was hearing. A portrait? Just like those Regency era paintings you're always going on about. Ricard screamed his words bubbling through the homicidal water. More cracks, more screams, more blood. They were swimming in a pool of crimson now. Ricard gurgled as he was sucked beneath the surface again. Greta tried pulling him up, the rouge water mixing with her tears. She got his head above water and screamed, I'm sorry, Ricard, I thought... The jet behind Ricard caught his hair. The gel made it an easy, firm target. It sucked in and yanked his hair back towards the jacuzzi wall. Greta was no match for the jet's strength. All at once, impossibly, the hot tub's walls opened like an enormous mouth. Behind the chipped walls was gaping nothingness, like a black hole. The jacuzzi's voice blared. No, Greta shouted desperately. No, wait. But the jacuzzi pulled Ricard's head towards its newly formed gullet. Greta grabbed into his chin, fighting with this supernatural hot tub beast. But the pull was too strong. Someone help, Greta shouted. Maintenance man, are you out there? But the only response was peepers chirping in the night, far away, where some things were peaceful. Ricard managed to get one hand up and grab into Greta's arm with his thumb, the only remaining digit. Please save me. I love you. The jacuzzi's strong mouth current sucked Ricard in, head first, silencing him and spitting out a whole lot of blood. Greta screamed and backed away from the mouth. She flailed around the cranberry juice-colored water as she watched Ricard's feet finally disappear into the obsidian crater. Greta was safe at the other side of the tub now, breathing heavily. The jacuzzi's mouth closed and the water settled back into its flat, normal self. It was horrible what had happened to Ricard, and over a portrait, Greta could feel the vomit warming its way up her esophagus. But she was safe. She would call the police. She still had time to right her wrongs. Sure, Ricard was gone, partly because of her, but... Liar. The jacuzzi's voice came out of nowhere, fog covering Greta like a weighted blanket. She could barely comprehend what the jacuzzi was saying. That she was a liar? That she was... next? No, not me, she begged. I didn't lie. Oh, you did, 
said a voice from the bathroom shadows. Through the rippling scarlet jacuzzi water, Greta saw the maintenance man approach. You lied to your husband about the hot tub being safe, you see. You! You knew what would happen, Greta accused, furious tears melding with the blood water. Hot tub detects untruths, the maintenance man said. I told you that. But it wasn't a real lie, she insisted. I was just trying to convince him to get in. A lie is a lie. None is better or worse than the other, the maintenance man said, walking away. The jacuzzi's voice chimed through the air, dark and twisted and deadly. Liar. And Greta couldn't disagree. The jacuzzi was right. The jets exploded back to life. They spared Greta's phalanges and went straight for her long, flowing locks. They inhaled her hair to the roots and kept sucking. Greta tried to fight back. She put her feet on the wall and tried to yank her hair out with all her might. But the walls were slippery and she slid right off. She quickly pulled herself back up, gasping for air. But her relief was short-lived. The jets pulled her in and she couldn't fight back. The jacuzzi wall opened wide again. Greta faced it, eyes wide, a silent scream in her throat. In the black hole, she could see 70 adult bodies floating, all with digits, limbs, and hair missing. She could see Ricard inside, too, sent there by her need to be right. She deserved this. She stopped fighting. The jacuzzi's mouth sucked her in like a vortex. And then it closed. Like magic, the hot tub drained. The crimson water flooded the ground like a gory river, but then it too disappeared into the leaves like nothing at all was amiss. The jacuzzi was once again empty and still, not a drop of water or blood remained. The maintenance man stepped out from the shadows again and began twisting up the hose. This year's sacrifices. Are you happy? He asked. The jacuzzi stayed agreeably silent. I don't mess with that kind of stuff, he said, shaking his head. Then he walked away. Peepers chirped, owls hooted, and Cam Rickendall was cast into serene silence once again. So what did you think of my evil story? Can I get my money now? Fine, here you go. And the tip? Oh yeah, the tip! <clears throat> Get a better job, ha 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 ha. Waste of time. Wait a minute. How did I get here? How do I leave? Just go out the door. But there are three now. There was only one when I came in. Hmm, I guess you'll just have to choose. Uh, this one? Well, who wants a pizza pie? This episode was performed by Sandy Hernandez and Lord Serpent. It was edited by Stacy Milborn and Lord Serpent. Uzi Jacuzzi was written by Stacy Milborn and Lord Serpent. It was produced by Stacy Milborn, Michael Morgan, Charles Brock, and Lord Serpent. 
Michael Morgan and Lord Serpent were the audio engineers. The music was composed by Charles Brock and Lord Serpent. Tune in next week for even more of my horrific tales of madness and terror. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lord Serpent's Library and check out my homepage at rss.com slash podcasts slash Lord Serpent's Library. Husband's out all night, I'll bring them down to 